One of the things that I found really fascinating, specifically coming out of the pandemic and more specifically with ambitious women, is this belief in the lie of momentum. Now, we know momentum in terms of physics is a real thing. It's not something made up. But when it comes to our belief systems around it, specifically as women, a lot of times we believe this lie that we have to keep the momentum going. If there are good things going, we've just got to roll with it really hard and really fast. And that is a lie because we don't recognize that what got us that movement, what got the momentum in the first place was us. That is within us. It is not leaving us. And so it's okay to press the brake pedal because you still remember where the gas pedal is. Hey everyone, this is Ashley Menzies Babatunde and welcome to another episode of No Straight Path, the highs, the lows, and the lessons learned. Today we have a really special guest, Jenna Kutcher. She is goals. I just love her. And she's actually the host of the Gold Digger podcast on the HubSpot Podcast Network. Love to tell you a bit about Jenna. She was born and raised in Minnesota, and she is a wife, a mother, an entrepreneur, and she aims to do two things daily. One, help others wake up to life, and two, stay in comfy pants while doing it. Definitely my goal. (laughs) She's helped thousands redefine success and chase bold dreams through her decade-long work as a leading online personality and educator. And she has this amazing book coming out called How Are You Really? And it's a guidebook to enjoy being alive and not merely suffering through it. So this is like the owner's manual to owning a life rather than the other way around, which I love. I think it's really going to resonate with No Straight Path listeners because it's all about being in the driver's seat, asking yourself the right questions to help you lead a fulfilling life. And we've really been digging into those topics on the podcast. So if you're like me and you're looking for ways to find and protect your peace, this book is for you. If you want to know what it's like to have a passionate life without spiraling into making your whole life about your career, this book is also for you. And if you've ever felt like fear is your greatest obstacle, this book is for you. I feel like I feel seen, feel seen right now. (laughs) And I do have to say that we had this conversation when I needed it. It was like the stars aligned. It was one of those days. I was just overwhelmed, so many moving parts, really you know, hadn't had much sleep that day. And Jenna really helped me navigate how to move through this busy season of my life with more peace and presence because those are really important parts of being successful. And so it really turned into this great coaching session and I can't wait for you guys to take a listen. So let's get to it. All right. So I am so excited to have you, Jenna. Thank you so much for coming on No Straight Path. I would love to start with your childhood. Yes. How did you, yes, little Jenna. Let's talk about little (laughs) little Jenna. Yes. How did you grow up? And perhaps you can talk about some of those attributes and how does little Jenna show up in the work that you're doing today? Yeah. Oh, I love this. Well, first, I'm so happy to be here. And I'm so excited that you're on the HubSpot Podcast Network. Shout out. Um, We're together. (laughs) And I love that. And in my new book, How Are You Really? There's a story about my childhood. I grew up in small town, Minnesota, went to the same school from kindergarten through 12th grade. So I never experienced middle school or any of those things. It was just one school that we were in. And I tell this story about being with my grandparents. They lived on this quintessential Minnesota farm 
long driveway, lots of cows. They had a little lake with this old paddle boat. And I tell this story about how growing up when we would go stay with my grandparents, we would all fight over this spot that we had coined the cozy corner, which was literally a piece of carpet in the corner of their room because we just wanted to be close to them. Like we wanted to sleep in their room and wake up and crawl into bed with them. And one morning when I woke up and crawled into bed, my grandma looked at me and she said, Jenna, why are you so beautiful? And I said, because that's how God made me to be. And I was just this confident little kid and my grandma's memory is starting to fail, but she always remembers this moment and she always reminds me of it. And I swear that every time she does, it's not just a reminder of this memory, but like a reminder of like that confidence of like, I'm just made to be this way, whatever that is, whether it's imperfect or messy or driven and strategic, like I am just made to be this way. And I think that that's almost like this little drum beat of like, just keep coming home to yourself. Just keep coming back. You are you, you're made this way. And so I grew up, my dad worked at a paper mill. My mom was a teacher. We always were kind of on the hunt for like safety and security and the sense of income. And so we were faced with a lot of different decisions growing up. And I grew up with a really strong work ethic, which has been a beautiful thing as an entrepreneur, but also a hard habit to break in the pursuit of finding peace in our lives. And so I feel like there's a lot of things carried over from confident, driven, motivated young child, but also some cycles that I've had to break in order to figure out how can I live into my fullness and really make an impact. I love that. And that is exactly what you're doing. You're living into your fullness, you're making an impact and you're doing it with this book. So I'm really excited to chat about that, but I was a little bit surprised because you are this business educator, this marketing expert And it seems like your book, How Are You Really?, it kind of enters more into this life advice realm. And so I'd love to know about how you made that decision to write this book and why specifically this topic. Oh, Ashley, it's so funny. So I did the whole writing process backwards intentionally because I feel like I'm an artist first. Like I've always been a creative person and I've had to learn over the last decade how to protect my creativity because I know certain things like stifle my creativity really fast, like deadlines and paychecks. Those two things, you bring them into the mix and suddenly what your creative idea once was has now become work. And so when I decided I was going to write a book, I opened up a Google doc and I just started writing. And manuscript number one was actually a business book. It was these stories and things and tools applied through the lens of entrepreneurship. And after I wrote manuscript number one, I entered the formal publishing process with all the fancy things like an agent and editors and all these things. And what was fascinating is, is that these women were not entrepreneurs, yet they were desperate for my book. They knew that there was a bigger message that for me, entrepreneurship was the way, but for them, it wasn't, but yet they still wanted this lifestyle. And I think for a long time, I confused this lifestyle with the lifestyle of an entrepreneur, this freedom that I have, this peace that I have, this passion that I have, but those aren't reserved only for entrepreneurs. For some people, entrepreneurship is the right vehicle, but let's be honest, you and I both know entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. And so it was really beautiful because the process of writing and refining and editing really widened the lens of who this book is for and what this book was. And I loved it. It was really exciting to me. And it really opened it up of like, this isn't just a lifestyle. It's a philosophy. It's this beckoning. It's this invitation to come back home to yourself, to ask yourself these bigger questions. And it's not just reserved for entrepreneurs. And I love that. 
And I love that as well because I am not an entrepreneur yet, or I don't, it's, it's interesting, right? Because when you are a creator, you are though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for that. Because it is, it's so funny because when I decided to start this podcast, it was kind of like what you said, coming back to yourself, kind of figuring out the things that you love that make you who you are. And that's certainly what I'm doing when it comes to storytelling. I did not anticipate it to be business-like and it's time for business. (laughs) And there are a lot of things that come along with it. And so I am excited for your book, but even separately as I practice as you know law as an attorney and that's not really in an entrepreneurial space I can certainly see how it's going to help a lot of my friends and mm-hmm. me and my practice in that way so I love that we've opened this up because you're right you know entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart and it's just also mm-hmm. everyone can't be an entrepreneur yes practically speaking because we build businesses and we have people work for people work with people and it's collaborative and so yeah, I love that. That widened because yeah. I think at one point there was a lot of content just for that yep. specific group, and there's a lot of principles that are applicable to everyone. A lot of yes. women, especially. So I'm excited. Okay, another thing I wanted to touch on because I think you've done this so well, and I would love to actually turn this into a bit of a coaching session. Let's do it <laughs> for me because I need it. <laughs> and when it comes to just achieving peace. Yeah. In life, when you're moving through a winning season. So what that means for me, I talked about this on a podcast a few episodes ago about entering a period of imbalance. And I am certainly in that. It's actually even become more imbalanced since I taped the last episode when I discussed it in that I have a lot of amazing things converging at once. So first off, super grateful for it. But simultaneously, it requires a lot of work and a lot of energy. And I just, as an example, got increased responsibility on my cases. So that's wonderful. They trust me with this work, but it's more time and energy. And it's, and it's on the work that I thought to get. Yes. But still, it's a lot. And then I have this wedding that I'm planning. It's in a month. My husband and I got married during the pandemic. So we're finally, you know, we get to celebrate. And I, that ambition and that perfectionism kind of infiltrates everything I do in yes. this wedding. And then I've got this podcast, you know, launched it not too long ago, a couple of months ago, got this amazing opportunity with the HubSpot Creators Network. And I feel like I can't say no to anything. This is a period of growth mm-hmm. and it's exciting and I'm loving it. But balancing all of that, and trying to move through it with peace can mm-hmm. be challenging. Yeah. So I would love to know if you had any practical tips or any personal anecdotes that can help me get through this time. A million, a million. Okay. Um, one of the things that I found really fascinating, specifically coming out of the pandemic and more specifically with ambitious women is this belief in the lie of momentum. Now we know momentum in terms of physics is a real thing. It's not something made up, but when it comes to our belief systems around it, specifically as women, a lot of times we believe this lie that we have to keep the momentum going. If there are good things going, we've just got to roll with it really hard and really fast. And that is a lie because we don't recognize that what got us that movement, what got the momentum in the first place was us. That is within us. It is not leaving us. And so it's okay to press the brake pedal because you still remember where the gas pedal is. And I think a lot of us forget that because I know for me, there've been seasons in my career where I'm like, 
I am an idiot for saying no to these things. I am crazy. I'm going to miss my big break or that one opportunity. Or if I slow down, I'm going to become irrelevant. Or if I slow down, the world's going to realize I had no idea what I was doing in the first place and I'm going to be found out and it's over. And I feel like those are the lies that keep us saying yes. And like you said, it's all good things. So you probably wake up feeling overwhelmed, but you're also like, I should be grateful. This is everything I wanted. Why am I not happy? Why am I stressed? Why am I complaining? Who am I to do this? And, you know, Ashley, it's really interesting because I think that with our generation, there comes this very deep level of awareness, which is so beautiful. I think we are a much more empathetic, inclusive, inviting generation, but in the same context, it really belittles our heart because we always know that there is somebody who has it harder than us. And in that it's beautiful, but we add in caveats when things get hard, right? Like I found myself the other day grumbling about something and then I threw in all these caveats, but I'm so grateful to have great kids and healthy and all la, 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 la. And it's like, no, it's okay for something to be hard. Our hearts are not going to look the same and they're not meant to. That's what empathy bridges. But it's hard when you find yourself with all of these good things going on and you're like, I should feel different. I should be grateful. I should say, yes, I should do all of these things because that's where it leads us to burnout, right? We know it. You're on the fast track to being burnt out. And One of the things that protects us from burnout is boundaries. So here's what I want to tell you. Yes, it's incredible that they're extending your opportunities with your cases. Yes, it is beautiful that you have this incredible event that you get to plan to celebrate with. Yes, it is beautiful that your podcast is growing and and exploding and all of these things, but we have to figure out how to put boundaries around you. And there's a line in my book that says, boundaries do not keep things or people or opportunities out of our lives. They keep us in our lives. And I think that's that feeling of peace that you're desiring. Am I on the right track? Wow. I just, I was about to say amen because yes, you are (laughs) definitely on the right track. That's so useful, such helpful advice. And yeah, I just noticed that about myself. I noticed that I was less stressed and a bit happier when I had less going on and perhaps less success in quotes. And so that's something I'm certainly going to really take to heart. So I appreciate that. Thank you. We do like to talk a lot about just the human story behind success and humanizing it and redefining it. And so I would love to know about your definition of success. What does it look like to you? And and perhaps how can people achieve success in society today. I'm not sure if we even know what it is anymore, but mm-hmm. I love to get your take. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I was recently on an interview and the, the guy let off and he was like, what is something that you wish more people asked you? And I said, I wish more people would ask, what does success feel like? Not what does it look like? Because so often, especially too, in this world of podcasts and you introduce hosts and you line the episode with all the accolades and the impressive things. But when you talk to the human hearts behind those feats, a lot of times they were in states of duress or stress or, you know, sleeplessness or utter despair. And you're like, okay, so was that worth it? Like, did it feel the way you thought it would? And I feel like oftentimes, especially as people who are driven and ambitious, we set these massive goals out there only to find ourselves achieving them and feeling empty or feeling like, wait, this doesn't feel like I thought it would. And so I told that person, I said, I wish more people would ask, what does success feel like? Because success to me feels peace and ease in my day. 
I want to move through my day. My team and I, we have this joke, but we literally start almost every Slack conversation with this is not urgent because we know our tendency is to get caught up in the urgency of everything. And we want to remind everyone like this is not urgent. It can be taken care of when you're ready. I want to move through life with this feeling of like, is now the right time? Is now the right time to be working? Is now a good time to be with my kids? Is now a good time to be scrolling? I want to move through life that way because that to me does feel peaceful. It feels like presence. And it's really interesting because I have two little ones, a seven month old and a three and a half year old. And my deepest desire in life is to be an exceptional mom, but I also have ambitions. I'm launching a book. I have a podcast. I have a business. I do all of these other things. And I recognized when I entered motherhood that there was always this feeling of like, when I'm working, I'm thinking about my kids. And when I'm with my kids, I'm thinking about work. And I felt like I was half in on everything. And I recognized that it wasn't this being pulled in too many places. It was this lack of presence, this lack of awareness and noticing here's where I am. And here's what I need to do right now. And when I shifted the goal from being balanced to just being present, everything changed. I would go to bed at night and be like, okay, I did what I needed to do today. I was in the right places at the right times. And that totally changes the way that you feel about yourself, your day, your efforts, your output. And so for me, like success and feeling peace is really just having this presence in your day. I was just talking to one of my friends, Glow Atonmo. She's amazing. And I said, how do you really know if you're being present? And she said, I know I'm being present when someone says, Jenna, what were you doing at 1150 AM? And I can respond and know where I was at that time. And I thought that was life-changing and such a good challenge for us. No, I love that. And I actually just listened to that episode. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And it was so powerful. Wake up call for me. Yes. What did I do? I remember what I did. How am I moving through life? And even though I try to be very intentional, I notice there just sometimes there's these really busy seasons and I'm not able to be present. And so it's, I really have to think about it and work through that. So I love that. And I love the idea of what does success feel like? Because we talk a lot about Mm. in the podcast, and I'm certainly in a circle of people who have done all of the right things in quotes, you know, checked off all the boxes, this fancy school or become this entrepreneur, made this amount of money. And a lot of people aren't happy. Mm -hmm. And you even look at just some of these classes that are doing really well. There's one class at Yale, I think it's the happiness lab, one of the most well-attended classes and courses because we're pushing ourselves to the limits, the happiest moments I noticed, or just for me taking an hour outside of my day to watch a show with my husband. He's a trial attorney and we don't get to do it often. And we have to be intentional, but like, those are the happiest moments, not necessarily like whatever we might see on Instagram. Yes. (laughs) And so I really love everything that you said. And I would love to try to create that narrative, like push the narrative that you're speaking about when it comes to success, because perhaps we can build more happier, healthier, fulfilled lives where we're actually present. So just can't wait, can't wait to read your book. So thank you. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. And you know, it's really interesting because the subtitle of the book is living your truth one answer at a time. And I think a lot of times I was just talking to somebody who's in college and she was like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And I was like, same, like, (laughs) I don't know that we're ever supposed to fully arrive. I think that life is meant to be teaching us. We're meant to be evolving and becoming. And I love my book in the sense of like, it's this invitation to like, 
live your truth today. What is the answer that you need today? And how do you check in with yourself tomorrow and a month from now and a year from now? Because I think a lot of us are having these beautiful, audacious visions for their lives, but we're not actually moving towards them. We're not doing the work that is required to become the type of people that will receive these sort of things, these sort of feelings. And we're out of alignment on that, but we're not taking action. And It's really interesting because when I got my book deal, I asked my editor, like, why me and why this book? And she said something that I think you can relate to. And she said, right now for women, especially ambitious women, it feels like there are two camps and you have to choose one of them. The first camp is hustle harder, say yes, wake up earlier, stay up later, never say no, boundaries don't exist. Or it's the manifesting side where you just have the vision boards and you say, this is what I want for my life and surely it will come. And she said, you live in the middle, in the gray area. You live where the woo meets the work, where you hold these beautiful visions of what you want for your life, but you also wake up and you work towards them intentionally inch by inch. You invite in that area of gray where people really want to live, where the magic actually happens. And I loved that because I feel like everything is so polarizing these days. And I especially feel that for women who want to do big things, who have these high achieving personalities and desires who feel like they have to say yes, or that they have to manifest their way to this future. And I really think that there's this middle space that is really inviting for all of us. I love that. Cheers to the middle space. Yes. Thank you so much, Jenna. This was a really beautiful conversation. I really appreciate it. Yes. I'm so excited that you're on the network and that we get to connect and I get to be a part of your life and your journey. And I'm just so excited about that. Thank you for listening to another episode of No Straight Path, the highs, the lows, and the lessons learned. Remember to share this episode with friends and family. And if you like what you hear, please go on to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to rate the show. It helps other listeners find No Straight Path. Let's spread the message, everyone, and make sure that millennials feel less alone. There's no straight path in your career and life, and that's okay. It's honestly what makes the journey exciting. So let's get inspired together. I hope you have a great week.